I know that you've got a consistent method for coaching your team members, right? Well, don't worry, now you do. Well, you've done it again. You've found Tech and Startups, the number one place for growing tech leaders. So you're gonna wanna hit that subscribe button, hit the bell to make sure you don't miss another update. In this episode, you're going to hear from executive coach to technology leaders, Jennifer Tu. She's going to give us her methodology for coaching her reports, even those who resist coaching, and a couple of tips for coaching yourself. This conversation was recorded at the latest Tech and Startups conference. Let's roll the clips. Okay, cool. So I'm so excited to have Jennifer too. Um, Jennifer is a co-owner at Cohere, a small software consultancy that focuses on executive career and technical coaching alongside custom software solutions. She's leading us through career coaching your report. How might you support your report in clarifying their career dreams while finding compatible work in their current context? Take it away, Jennifer. All right. Thanks so much, Alex, for having me here. Um, so first, a little bit more about myself. Uh, when I first started in tech uh, for a number of years, I noticed that I would have colleagues turn to me for help around the workplace. Uh, this was back when I was an IC, uh, an individual contributor as a software engineer. And at the time, I thought it was kind of fun to get asked for advice. But after a while, I realized that everyone was really interested in getting my perspective. And after one performance review season, when over half the department asked me to write their peer review, I finally accepted that this should probably become an, an official part of my career. So at my next job, I took on managing the engineering team. And when I left that and to start Cohere, I began coaching both executives and individual engineers. So today, what I want to do is share with you one of my favorite parts of being an engineering manager, and that's career coaching your reports. So let's start with what career coaching is. In the HBR uh, Harvard Business Review, Facebook shared one thing they learned about people who stay in the company. They say that people who stay express 37% more confidence that they are gaining the skills and experience that they need to develop their careers. Okay, so that's yeah. what Facebook has to say. On the flip side of it, LinkedIn did some research and they published that, the, this shocker here, tech workers leave to advance their careers. Now, you're probably thinking both of these ideas make a lot of sense. You could have said that without doing a bunch of research. Uh, what I want to dig into is how we can apply these ideas, how we can encourage our reports to stay and to give them less reason to leave. And to do that, we can make one change, which is to begin career coaching. Career coach, when I say career coaching, what I mean is taking the time to learn how our reports want to advance their careers and then supporting them in doing that. That might mean giving them training or education, but it might mean introducing them to a mentor, giving them project opportunities, invitations to meetings that might be of interest or anything else. There's a lot of places where someone could want to take their career. So one of your jobs as a manager becomes offering not just career coaching, but contextualized career coaching. That means what areas of career growth could be matched in your workplace needs and so that what are things that they could do that could be met where they are right now? How, do, how does what they want play with your understanding of your report's abilities, their talents, and their existing skills? So here's what that looks like at a very high level. First, you want to learn what your report wants to learn and how they want to grow their career. Then you want to learn 
Next, as you learn more about your report's interests and goals, you want to reflect on how those goals line up with your own goals for your, for your report and for your team and for your company at large. Finally, you want to share with your report your perspective. What are you excited about in their career goals? What projects or major in initiatives might be coming up that align with their interests? And what are some ways you could see them immediately growing in their areas of interest that could also be very helpful, helpful to everyone else? So this is a very quick high-level overview of contextualized career coaching. And now I want to dive in on what that looks like in detail. So how do you learn your, your report's career goals? It can be kind of hard for most people, most individual contributors to either know their own career goals or if they know them to be able to share them with their manager. And that's because it requires them to be vulnerable and face rejection from you. Maybe you won't like their goals. Maybe you will tell them that their goals don't belong at this company. Uh, how is that going to impact your working relationship? Uh, so there's, there's a lot of things that could make things, uh, make it hard for your report to share what they're, what they really want to, to learn with you. And I'm going to run over three concrete steps you can take to make it easier for your reports to open up to you around their career goals. The first is to dedicate time to this. Um, if you were asked today what your 10-year plan looks like, you might or might not have a ready answer. And if you don't have a ready answer, it's not something that might be easy for you to come up with on the spot. And that's the same for sharing career plans, uh, for career goals. In order, to, in order to work around this, you want to start by picking a time, preferably not near performance or compensation review season, and let your report know ahead of time that you're going to be meeting specifically to talk about their career goals. And if it's the first time you've done this with your report, make it clear that you're doing this with your entire team so your report doesn't feel on the spot or singled out. As part of informing your report of your intent for a future one-on-one -on -one to discuss their career goals, write down questions you know you are likely to ask. Make it clear that the questions you're sharing aren't something your report is required to fill out, but rather it's something you're providing so they can be prepared going into this talk with you. Even if your report walks in and says they don't have any answers, just reading the questions you've prepared ahead of time will give them a head start. Try to share no more than three questions and limit the scope so anyone who's writing down answers knows how much or how little scope to use. So for example, you might try asking, what is one area of professional growth you want to tackle in the next three months? How about the next three quarters or the next three years? If you make this career growth one-on-one -on -one a regular predictable occurrence, then your reports are going to be anticipate, they're going to be able to anticipate it happening and they'll feel less pressure in answering in a future-proof manner. That means you'll be able to co-create action plans that have room for experimenting. Finally, as you learn your report's career goals, try to learn not more detail, but more context. So for example, a couple years ago, I had a report who was interested in learning more about security. Instead of asking, what about security do you want to learn? Um, you could try questions like, what inspired you to first become interested in this? This helps you understand your report's career goals and gives them the perspective questions and and that helps you give them the perspective questions and organizational thinking that help them accomplish those goals easier, better, and sooner. You'll be able to more easily frame how their goals might align with the organization or the team's goals if you have all that context. 
So finding that alignment between what your report wants to do and what your company wants to do means that you have to figure out how those career goals fit in with the company's strategy. To do that, start by identifying overlap between your report's career goals and your company's goals. If you, if, if you feel like you're at a loss for how these interests might at all overlap, you can try asking a question like, are there any features or projects you've worked on here in the last year that you felt, that you felt helped you learn more about security? This will help you quickly learn what has already been aligned between your report's career goals and your company's business needs. Next, share any relevant context that could help your report. Are there upcoming initiatives or projects that align with their interest? Is there anyone in the company doing something similar that you could introduce your report to for some mentorship? What about perspective? How do you see their career goals aligning with the work that's coming up in the next few quarters? The more context you learned from your report about where their interests lie, what their different interests might be, and how they came to, those, to find those interests, the easier it's going to be for you to find at least one area of your report's interest that is in alignment with the company's goals. So don't let them stop at, I want to learn machine learning. Dig into what makes them curious about it, how they came to find that interest, and what other interests have been similar. The more background context you have about their interests, the more material you have with which to find alignment with your company's goals. Finally, your job as a manager is to think about how these career goals might be met in the work that needs to happen and how to direct more compatible work towards your report. So that means share with your report what you're thinking about and find ways to say, yes, your career goal will be supported here. So one thing you might be able to say is, hey, uh, right now you're on a front-end compliance project. Uh, that's our big push. But one of the next projects coming up after is around third-party authentication. Is this something that matches your security interests? Uh, and do you want me to pull you into that when the time comes? Anytime you say no, it's going to make your report feel like their career is limited, even if it's not. So that means find creative ways to say yes. Last thing, uh, remember that everything changes. Your company's goals might change or your report's goals might change. So that means check in regularly and predictably, like once a quarter, and keep sharing your perspective of where and how you've seen them growing and future opportunity, opportunities you see for their growth. All right, that was a lightning fast 10 minutes. Uh, I'm going to uh, turn off my screen share and turn it back over to Q&A with Alex. One of Jennifer's biggest tips here is to schedule goal alignment meetings with your reports. Is this something you would consider trying? Tell me yes or no in the comments below. Up next, as I dig in deeper with Jennifer, we get some tips for coaching reports who are resistant to coaching and to coaching ourselves. Plus, at the end of this video, I have a gift for you and you won't want to miss it. Jennifer, thanks so much for, for sharing your expertise with us on, on coaching um, our reports up. The first question I have for you is, where are you in the world? I'm based out of Oakland, California. That's fantastic. Uh, and what services do you provide? So my company offers coaching, uh, both executive career oh, and also uh, technical coaching. And what I, the difference between executive and career coaching, which some of you might be wondering, is uh, my specialty is focusing on people who are looking for change in their workplace. And executive coaching is about how you might affect change onto your organization 
and career changes about how you might affect change within yourself. Best way to find me is uh, email or Twitter. Uh, email me at jtu at wecohere.com. Uh, you can also DM me on Twitter. I am jtu. Do you have any suggestions for how someone can right now today begin career coaching themselves? Oh, career coaching themselves. Um, probably the first thing that I would do is try to find external perspective. One of the hardest things that, and you, that doesn't mean find a coach. Um, while a coach can do that for you professionally, you might be able to get that perspective from other people as well. Um, under Being able to see yourself the way the world sees you is one of the hardest skills that anyone can learn. And, and so that's a lot of what coaching in general can provide you. So find people around you who are good at sharing their perspective and ask them for, the, for their perspective of where you are and get their advice on where you should be going. I, had, I once had a, a CEO who would compliment his teammates on their coachability. He was very proud to have, um, he was most proud of his team when they had coachability. But what do you do when you have teammates and reports who seem to resist coaching? Yeah, I would, I would really closely examine how you are approaching your coaching. Different people respond to coaching in different ways. And you might be, you might think about what, what have you seen so far out of this report or this person that makes them open up and what makes them happy and what makes them more likely to, to talk a lot. So, so think about those kind of situations and then try to, try to use them in your coaching. So uh, if someone really likes going out, out to coffee with their teammates, then you might try doing a walking one-on-one -on -one and do a like one-on-one -on -one coffee run with, with, your, uh, with your IC and see if that pulls them out. If, um, if there's a particular topic that they really enjoy talking about, um, assuming it's workplace appropriate, then start there and, and learn more about what it is that they, that they enjoy there. It might not feel immediately applicable, but that's how you begin building the trust that allows you to begin having a productive coaching relationship. Thank you. Is, is there something that you find commonly people miss about growing their careers? Maybe there's something that they think is true but is not, or something that is true and they just have no awareness of. Hmm. I think that the... The biggest thing that people struggle with um, as, as engineers is not really knowing what direction to set out in and sometimes picking a direction that isn't going to really support their career. Uh, so for example, um, a lot of people who come in from non-computer science backgrounds immediately latch on to computer science as a way to further their careers. And, and so that can become a challenge of finding ways to, um, because, you know, knowing big O notation just isn't really going to help you make your web app any better. So, so it can be kind of a ch challenge to figure out how do you encourage that curiosity, but redirect it towards something that's going to both help you within your company's uh, business needs and also help them more in their, in their pursuit of where their career is going to take them. And you work a lot with, with technical people, especially technical leaders. One of the things that we see sometimes um, is that, um, 
I think this is a frustration of engineers that, that a very, very good engineer could have. And that's that they um, become known as being a good engineer and they're promoted as a more senior engineer and then a more senior engineer and perhaps to a senior architect all the way up. But at some point they um, find themselves with reports, with the reports of their own. Um, and they look and they see that they've been put in this position, they've been promoted into a position where they may not yet have the skill sets. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about what that, how, how to, I guess, survive that experience. Yeah, I would say the very first thing you need to do is decide if you are happy with where you are in the trajectory that you're on. Because you've been happily writing code and now you have people who you're, who you're responsible for and you're not writing, spending time writing as much code as you used to be. And the, the very first thing you need to do is decide, is this what I want my career to look like? And for some people, the answer is no. And what, what you need to focus on then is figuring out how to get yourself out. Sometimes, uh, sometimes that means you have to leave the company entirely, but there's often ways in which you can talk with your manager and talk with other leaders in the company to find ways to, to remain and be successful in the areas that, you, that bring you joy. So that would be the number one thing is figure out, will this make you, will this bring you joy to continue down the path that you've found yourself on? Or do you need to backtrack a little bit and figure out how to get back to the fork in the road that went the wrong way and take that other way instead? The next thing you can do is assuming that you've taken a look and realized this is where I want to be, but even if it is the deep end of the swimming pool, is uh, reach out and, and ask people for help. Uh, you can ask your manager for, uh, for additional one-on-one uh, -on -one time to, to get extra mentoring around how you, can, how you can be tackling the problems you are. You can also reach out to, uh, to other engineering managers um, out there in the field who, uh, who might not even be at your own company and you know, set up coffee with, with one or another one and just get as much mentoring and perspective as you can. Uh, how do direct reports handle a boss that's not keen in their career progression? It really depends on, on the direct report. Um, some direct reports might blaze their own path and find ways to align their own interests with what, um, with what would be supported within the business. And so some reports are really good at figuring out what the, um, what the business goals are and how to align their own interests with that so that they can always be working on the things they want to be uh, working on. Other, um, other direct reports might not be able to, to gain that knowledge as quickly or as effectively. And for those reports, they're much more likely to, to feel stalled out and, uh, and churning in that position. Uh, for, for people like that, they ultimately, they leave the company. Uh, sometimes they might switch to a different department if it's a large enough company, but usually if they're unable to, to find a way to, to take their path and align it with the companies, they leave. Yeah. Okay. So manager's path is particularly neat because it sort of stages through the chapters, someone's path through management. So it starts off with what do you do when you are mentoring or what, what do you do when you are supervising the summer intern? And then it keeps going through what do you do when you're a tech lead, what do you do when you're a manager, a manager of managers, a director, a VP, and it just keeps taking you along the manager's path. So that means you can, um, you can read as far into the book as you want. 
if you just have a summer intern, then maybe you just read chapter one. And if you, if it's not really for you, you don't have to keep reading. And if you find yourself curious, you can keep reading and see if I go down this path, what might it look like? We've gotten some fantastic insights on strengthening your team. But what about other ways you can strengthen your team? I've assembled an eight page guide on the four quadrants of strengthening your team with key insights from more than 11 veteran tech team leaders. To get yours, grab the link below this video. I'm so glad you joined us today. If this video was helpful, give it a like, go ahead and subscribe and hit the bell so that tech and startup videos continue to show up in your feed. I'll see you in the other videos.